This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The sweet smell of little Danny urinal cakes give even the lowliest of us a glimpse into the aristocracy of life on South Beach. The little Danny urinal cakes ignite the senses with each scent hand curated by Michael Ryan Ruiz. The shapes and colors inspired by the rocks on Dan's water wall, which won't pay for itself, also provide your bathroom with a splendid aesthetic. With little Danny, you can have urinal cakes and eat them too. Little Danny Urine Stores. The Zipper Recruiter doesn't just wait for shoppers to unzip their fly. When you post a zipper request, they distribute your fly to more than 100 gene stores across the web. Then their smart fly technology actively scans millions of gene brands and gene store profiles and invites quality button fly makers to apply, making your zipper recruiting and zipper sewing faster than ever. Check out thezipperrecruiter.com today. another edition of Lauer After Hours. Fun one today as we are joined by the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, as he talks about being a public servant during these tough times. We also hear from the guy that runs the coach, Tim Jern's Twitter account. We get into all things down under with Morgan from Australia and much, much more. Enjoy. Okay, so I have a Lopic. Uh, Lauer topic for you guys. This was brought on um, by an incident that happened today. So my uh, middle son, he's 17 years old, got fired today from his very first job. So question is, what is the first job you've ever been fired from? And what was the story behind it? Steak sauce, you go first, man. I'll go first because it's the worst story. I've never lost a job. Oh, come on, man. I've had two jobs. I quit one because I got a uh, better job, and I've been at that job You know job what? Since. I think I knew that, and I still fell for the fact that you raised your hand first. <laughs> well, I want to get still the worst one out of the way it. right off the bat. <laughs> now you guys talk. What's yours, Coach? No, I'm actually uh, I'm a backup A1. I've never been fired in my life, and 
I'd probably slip into a deep depression if I was ever fired. So I'm glad. Oh. I had- yeah, I'm on the same team. Never been fired. Nobody here has been fired. Nobody has a good story. John you threw a dead fish at us, bud. Man, hey, we all spend so much time on Twitter and listening to Levitard's show every day, and none of us have been fired. Are you? And by the way, we have a mayor on this call. Uh, the mayor, I don't know if you want to incriminate yourself at all, but have you ever been fired? I, I'm sorry, I've never been fired. Oh my um, god, <laughs> how is this happening? Mayor, you know? do you listen to the show on the clock? Uh, no, actually, I, I it's one of the things I really look I don't well, answer yeah. that. The, the, as, the your legal, as your legal representative, mayor, do not <laughs> answer that question. Well, you know, the mayor's job is a part-time job, so that's just what I do part-time. I'm technically, I work for, a, I'm the station manager of a of local radio station. Okay. And uh, and then also manage a, it's a 500-seat performing arts theater. So it's part of a nonprofit group that I'm, a, that, uh, that I work for. So the okay. mayor's job, the mayor's job is in addition, but what I do with the, with, with the Levitard show, I mean, I, I it's, it's just what I do in the afternoons after I, after work, it's, it's the Lauer and then it's, and then it's the three hours in my, you know, just, I might listen to it as I'm going to bed. Then I'll usually listen to David Sampson too, but I apologize. It's the routine, I'm, man. The I'm routine sorry. I've never, I'm sorry. I've never been fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, don't apologize for I that. I feel like such okay. a loser, but what did your son do to get, <laughs> what, I, what I'd like to know is what did your son do to get fired? So oh, that is, that's a fantastic question. He really, he truly, and I know everybody, every parent wants to like cape for their kid and, and claim that like they're the most, you know, honest little angel with a halo, you know, over their heads. But he genuinely doesn't know the manager of the donut shop he works at um, told him he wasn't meeting expectations. And he, the thing is, he just gotten past, you know, like the probational period, the first 90 days. Well, he was supposed to get a raise after those 90 days. And they fired him like the day before and nobody, none of his coworkers have any idea. And his, he works with his friends. He's really bummed out about it, like truly bummed out about it. And I feel terrible for him, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. Well, I I was going to say it's one of those things that happens in life, but apparently I'm with like the 12 disciples in this zoom chat or something like none of the air. I got a side question for you. You said you operate like a, a, um, uh, an auditorium, like a stage yeah. as well. Yeah. What's so the What's the coolest show you've ever had there? We've had. I, see, I put together a perform a um, an entertainment series. Guess the coolest show. Do you know who Butch Walker is? Uh, I don't think so. All right. So Butch Butch is actually from Cartersville. Okay. Um, you have you heard a band called Marvelous Three? Freak of the Week. Yeah. Marvelous okay. three, I've heard of. Yeah, that, he was he was in that. There's their their one hit wonder, Freak of the Week. That was that was it. But he's a he's more of a producer. Okay. Than, um, he, he's actually one producer of the year, Rolling Stone producer of the year. Okay. Um, we're actually we've gotten to be pretty good friends, and he um his dad, I knew his dad, and I never I didn't meet him. I met him in a hospital because his dad wanted me to come there to meet his son. He wanted me to meet him for for a few years. And uh, we met while his dad's sitting there in ICU and cracking jokes. And the next day his dad died. Oh man. That was pretty weird. You know, it was pretty bad, but he always wanted to play a show in Cartersville. His dad always wanted him to. Uh So uh, after he died, uh, it was one of the first shows he did after his, his dad had died was about six, eight months later. He, uh, he had a show in our, in our theater and it was, 
it was phenomenal. If um, so, Mayor. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's good. You're telling rambling. me not only are you an elected official, not only did you give Billy Gill his own day, not only have you never been <laughs> fired from a job, but you also fulfilled a dying man's wish. <laughs> That's just a Tuesday, man. Wow. Thank you, Mayor. Wow. Thank you, Mayor. Mayor. Thank you, Thank you mayor. mayor. You're like Thank the elected you. officials they taught us back in school, but we never... Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're the first politician I actually like someone. Yeah, like I, I want to get behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pub, I'm a public servant. I'm not a politician. Do you there run for there Do you run go. for office again anytime soon? Yeah, every every two years. I've been mayor since 2008. Okay, and so uh, so every two years I'm up for re-election. I, fortunately, I've been uh, unopposed since I got elected until the last two years. I've had last two times I've had opposition, but. There was a got that part. I was I was fortunate enough to be uh, to get about ninety percent of the vote uh, two times ago, and then okay. I got then there were two people that ran against me uh, this last uh, last year, and I got uh, I think about seventy percent seventy to seventy five percent of the vote. So, so can, wow. I be, can I be skeptical, Billy Gill here, and sure. basically, except for the last four years, you basically just won because nobody else was interested in the job. Well, it's, it depends yeah. on whether or not I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm doing such a great job or that nobody else is dumb enough to want to do it. So yeah, they know yeah. they can't beat them. It's a losing, it's like a losing cause going against the mayor. Honestly, this is like, I, I feel like this is like some Kingfisher stuff. This is like some, some uh, Huey down in Louisiana. This is a political juggernaut we're dealing with. We still no. campaign for you, even though you're unopposed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Like, who do I vote for except for unopposed, right? This like, podcast is going to turn into Bloomberg with all those ads, but it's just... Actually, yeah, there we go. <laughs> actually, actually, what I what I do enjoy doing is uh, get with the elections official afterwards, because, you know, people will write in names, especially when you're running unopposed. Oh, yeah. And you get, a re- you get a report on everybody who's, you know, on, on all the write-in candidates. And people have, you know, my favorite is anyone else but... You know. <laughs> oh, man. So, Man, do uh, do people come up and tell you whether they voted for you or not? Like, like, is that a common thing? Uh, well, I, again, honestly, it's been it's been a pretty supportive uh, experience for me. I, I mean, I'm sure. surrounded by people that certainly over the last uh, few months, there's a lot more people that uh, want to send me messages about what I'm doing right. You know, everybody knows I'm either yes. doing too much or not enough. Right, um, right. But by and large, you know, I go to a grocery store and people talk to me. You know, my daughter used to get irritated about it, but I'm like, you know, the only thing worse than seeing people, you know, and having them want to talk to you is seeing people, you know, and they don't want to talk to you. Exactly. Exactly. It's been, it's been, it's been all good. I make, again, the mayor's job is a part-time gig. Mm -hmm. It's, it's $7,200 a year. I'm not making, you know, not really making, yes, it's money, but it's, you know, for $600 a month, I'm on call 24 seven and it's uh, you can buy a sweet jet ski with that. You guys got any lakes around there? (laughs) We do. We've got lakes. I'm not a lake guy though. So, uh, Mayor, oh, um, uh, Mayor, what was the uh, reaction to uh, Billy Gilday around there? Did people get it? Did they understand what was happening? Or was this like, who the hell is it, this guy? It really turned into, it really kind of, I kind of got, Billy could never really commit to it because his schedule kept changing. And so I'd, I'd gotten up that morning and I'd put it on the, on the marquee because he had, I think he had Facebook messaged me or maybe it was through Twitter. It was through Twitter. And he said, you know, he goes, we're not going to be able to come up. And so I said, you know, I kind of, you know, the, again, it was a scheduling thing. Right. So I went ahead and just put it on the marquee 
And I, and I took a picture with my thing, and you know, and I said, hey, you know, what do you do if Billy Gill can't make it? You celebrate it anyway. Right. Stuck it on Twitter. Well, about 11 o'clock, he sends me, again, a Twitter message and goes, we've changed our minds. We're coming up. Well, I'd been trying to work to have, you know, Chamber of Commerce, downtown. You know, I was trying to draw a crowd for when he got up there. Well, I had two and a half hours time. And by the way, I'd just taken everything off the marquee. Went, so I had to put everything back on the marquee, go home, kind of mm-hmm. get changed. There were there were four people there, so it, it really was indicative of what uh, the marching band to nowhere. <laughs> yes. What, what yeah. stinks was that, you know, I, I really wanted to do something. A lot of people wanted us to do something, you know, for the one-year anniversary of it for Billy Gill Day, and it just it wasn't going to happen. And I was thinking of having like a GillCon 2020 and I was sitting there thinking opening weekend of Braves baseball they play the Marlins and I was like man we could figure out a way to get you know people that wanted to to come to you know maybe meet at a Braves game and and maybe get section right. there's, there's not a section 305 at uh, SunTrust Field or Truist Field now but I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> wouldn't that be kind of cool if that weekend when the Marlins are playing get a, get a block of seats in section 305 and uh, but again COVID happened and all that everything went yeah, to hell so yeah. Um, but anyway, maybe 2021 will make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Paper. I'm a page designer now. It's weird. Huh. I still think I'm a sports writer and a copy editor. I just still are. A1 will make his return one day. Someday, hopefully. Absolutely. Um, Last plate. Morgan, you look bundled up. What What's the temperature there? Yeah, you look freezing. Um, Let me check. 57? Not bad. That's not mm-hmm. bad. That's not bad. Okay, uh, you guys are a little late uh, to the first question that I had. Um, uh, I think I don't know if Siano was on here. Uh, I don't think I heard Stan, the question. The uh, have you guys ever been fired uh, from a job, or the first job that you've been fired from? I have been fired once from a job. No. It's kind of a little late to on topic, but I worked for a Chicago sports photographer named Bob Horsch. Uh-huh. Beautiful, beautiful photos. If you can look at his website, bobhorschgallery.com. It was during the Bulls' final two seasons, including the last dance. So I had oh, wow. access with him to aerial shots and going into the locker room post games. It was a dream of mine. It was incredible. Wow. I always was on my best behavior, never said a word, just carried the camera, just appreciated the surroundings. Uh, 98 championship, last dance, we're in the locker room. Didn't even do my job at all. Ended up getting drunk with Dickie Simpkins, who was a regular. <laughs> he, he played like one minute the entire year. I was supposed to show up the next morning and help him with the pictures. Couldn't make it. Fired. But it was worth it. Oh, I was about Dude, to say, that's yeah, awesome. that, that's the most worth it firing story I've ever heard. Those of you who don't know Dickie Simpkins, literally he maybe played in that finals against the Jazz, maybe 10 minutes total in the six games. So in other words, that just makes got, it so much funnier. You got right. wasted with a world champion. I don't care if it was 10 minutes or, or 10 hours. Right. And I do have some great pictures. I'll, uh, I do have some great photos. I'll send them uh, when I look them up. But uh, I was uh, the show notes, guys. <laughs> it was five years out of high school. So how old are you then? Usually I can't do math right now. Okay, around it was five years out of high school. Best job of my 23. life. 
And to this day, we're we're still buddies. He was very bad at me for months, but I see him at you know art galleries. Uh, we have an old town art fair, not this year because of what's going on, but he's totally forgiven me. So that's good. That's cool. Yeah, that's a that's got a happy ending. But he Morgan, uh, have you ever been fired? No. Oh no. I've only had I've only had like three jobs, and like what my job that I got stood down. COVID like I've had for 12 years so right wow anybody Which, I else? Know, obviously everyone thinks that's impossible because how could I be that old but it is did you get free yeah. flights when you were working there very much discounted and like I'll go back there when things start up again so maybe like September October hopefully how are you sporting I can't tell last time with the Cubs hat oh Saints. That giant? Oh, Saints. Saints. Now I see it. Nice. All right. So throw it away after Drew Brees and then pull it back out. Uh, he, he's, he bring back Teddy. He's not my quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tim Jern's character. Is that you, Frank? Yeah, that's me. Well, Who's the well, idiot? Thank my you. My face. You little jerk off. Well. Oh, man. Wait, okay, Frank, all right. You are look here, look here, look here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to play the Mike Ryan role, and we've got David Sampson. Uh, who, who wants to take that role, and who wants to be Ariel Hawani here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be Ariel Hawani because he's a – Ten to seven, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Bucko, you're one joke you have. One joke you have. Bucko. Reddit. It's Lebo Reddit. Yeah, yeah it's Lebo Reddit. Leboretta yeah, versus yeah. Coach Tim Jerns. They kind of have a bit of a history uh, on the no, 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 no. It's not a history. Go let's ahead, Mark. Hear it. Let, let, let's hear oh, it. Let's hear somebody's side of the story. Fine. He's, he's super funny. He's got this one joke over and over again. He's, it's, a good, it's a good account. Um, he says, bucko. Super funny. <laughs> No, I think I think it's, I'm better like whenever we're just like talking naturally opposed to the nervousness of you being afraid of Mike Ryan, which is weird. Yeah, uh, that that yeah, that, that podcast was super nervous. That's 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 the vibe I'm getting when it was yeah. Mark, I actually uh I actually am not I'm not gonna do the fake Hawani with you. I, I'm a big fan. My whole part is being the troll. And that's the whole reason I can the troll. So I'm not gonna do that, but if you, but we can continue if you'd like. I'd be more well, than happy. I, I, well, now you ruined it. I know you're trolling. You're trolling. You're not trolling. Now you ruined it. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. Oh man! So fun joke. You, hold on. Your party ended that soon. All your guests left. No, they're back there. I just <laughs> back and forth. I heard you were here. I wanted to see your face. That's all. Uh, Did you say you wanted to punch his face? I just want to see, well, yes, and see it. But I want, you know. Can we get you guys on the Dan versus Dana undercard? Yeah. I love the concept uh, of like being at a dinner party and being like, hold on. I just found out Coach Tim Jerns is on his <laughs> room. I have to get the fuck out of here. Like, hey, excuse me. And he puts his wine down. Like, excuse me. I, I can't finish my Cabernet. I need to go. It's avocado toast as well. Uh. Well, Eric just texted me and said, hey, this, this guy is here. Would you like to speak to him? I said, I would love to speak to him. He seems very interesting. His tweets are always super original and don't just say buckle every time. So I'd love to speak to him in person and say hello. That's all. Got it. That's good. So what are you going to do now? This, this, this character is dead, right? So what are you going to do now? I hope so, because it would make my life a lot easier. Then I could leave. Then I can just quit going into war with you and go back to my burner account. 
I'm good. Okay. Uh, it was a good run. Man, I'm getting a real, uh, real will they, won't they vibe from you guys. A lot of, a lot of sexual tension here. Just, uh, just throwing that out there. Well, hey, look, all my goal is is that after 16 years of this, I hope I end up on the mystery crate. Oh man, it was fun. I'm famous now, guys. Uh, yeah. Hey, in all seriousness, Mark, uh, that I, I love the interview. I thought it was really good. I thought it you guys uh, did right. a good job. You are correct. I, I did a good job, and it was very good. No, it was fun. <laughs> you truly did. Humble too. Did he no, he was cool. no, he was super cool. Like, uh, I I logged in and it was um, it was like Chris Whittingham was and they were like going over a bit and I'm like just like hold on, we're like we, it was the uh, we, the the sports one. What's it called? Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but the one about sports. What's what's that called? The ESPN all over again. The ESPN one or it's the sports bit. We miss sports. We love sports. Whatever that was. Your and they sports. Were playing. Your sports. Your sports. Thank you. And they were playing that. Like, hold on. So I'm like listening to it. And it was kind of cool. It was pretty natural, I thought. Um, I wasn't nervous, bucko. Uh, <laughs> he only caught one question. It was the one about Dan doing splits, which I don't know why that got cut. I said, why are you, why are you protecting Dan about not being able to do splits or when is he going to do splits on air? And then, no, it was fine. That was good though. Yeah. It's super nice. I, I noticed Mike, I like Mike really was prepared for the uh Stu Trump question. Like I, I I kind of expected there to be something about that as well. I went on the site and I like I literally went down the list and like anything that had like four upvotes, I like I wrote down and I tried yeah. to get them all in and no one asked about it because he did answer the question. So like right. he said, you can go and read his answer. Um but I tried to literally ask anything that was you know a normal question and I thought it was a, a, a nice variety I thought you did a good job man thanks uh, that was funny and then uh I yelled him at the end I thought that went well yep um he took that he took that well I thought so thank you Mark thank you thank you Mark thanks Frank thank you Mark I gotta go I hate Frank Frank sucks bye <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, keep going. We can talk about him again. All right, I lost. Do you, do you think at their dinner party they're going, oh, shit, he's coming back now? <laughs> <laughs> Only his wife. The rest of them, they don't know. Is that thing last week when he heard Juju and came running in and was like, hey? Yeah. I was just going to say that, Morgan. He did right. the same thing last week. Allison. <laughs> hey, when she blocked me, I broke my heart. No, she blocked you. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Oh. My burner account still follows her. <laughs> what did you do to get blocked? Tim Jurors got blocked Tim by Allison. When she said she had a boyfriend, and I'm married, so she was really that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about creating the account. Like, what what motivated uh, you to do it? What happened after you got it going? I've been a fan of the show. Me and my wife both. Uh, so we used to live like five hours south of Dallas, where we live, where we were born and raised. We, we, whenever we drive up, I only moved there for a year for a job. When we drive up, this is where she became a fan. I've always been a fan. And uh, anyway, so we moved up here a couple of years ago and in my office one day I was listening. And when I heard the Tim Durant's account, like the whole like douchey bro, bro mentality of like lifting, which let me clear, uh, like, it's just, I always found it funny. So as soon as I heard the character, I was like, 
I'll go for it. I have no clue why. Because honestly, I haven't. If you if I if I ever share my burner account, you'll see it hasn't been active in like seven years. But for some reason, I was like, you know what? I know bro stupid mentality of like how douchey people in gym are. So I was just like, all right, go for it and just be an asshole. Also, being like the heel of the show where I can go talk shit to the people y'all love where like Mark hates me and he followed me and unfollowed me and it actually like affects me. I'm like, Jesus, follow me back, Mark. Uh, yeah, so like being the heel though was like a cool thing to me. I was like, you know what? It's cool because I think many of y'all know like when I do it, it's usually in jest or it's except for the BC guy. I don't know who. The weird guy that took over Twitter that are actually, hey, outside of him, I'm like, it's just fun to be the troll of Dan Levitar. I'm back. This guy's still talking. He's so annoying. No one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Frank. Next Mark? He left again. I think he out. just dipped in and dipped out. That's pretty that's pretty funny. That's great comedic timing. I'm not gonna lie. No, it was. It was hilarious because I was like somebody agreed with me and then I realized there was somebody just talking shit to me. And then he might <laughs> dropped it. That's cool. Yeah. Come back, he comes back and then he leaves again. <laughs> now now the grown man, I'm gonna go downstairs to my wife and I just got like ruined by a Twitter account that I've followed. <laughs> that's cool. Not so not I, just I, a not not just a Twitter account, but a Twitter account for a subreddit. Like that's uh, yeah, that's. I mean, after the podcast, he's just a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, but that's like another rung of hell, like of of getting wrecked by someone, you know. <laughs> so, are any of y'all the four or five people he forgot about, or we just don't know who they are? Diana, don't you moderate? I do moderate. Yeah. But you to be fair, I'm much more of a fan than a moderator. I just like, I'm a web developer, so I want to do all the CSS stuff. I get so much hell because I'm a moderator. Because I can't, I can't, com- I feel like I can't comment on anything. So <laughs> any comment I make, I, it's like, fuck you, downvote, downvote, downvote. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a pretty uh, common uh, uh, mantra on Reddit. The, at the, and that's like the nicest thing they say about them. Yeah, I mod other, other other. I'm in mods for other subs too, and yeah, most totally. Like, I I, I end up not posting half the stuff I want to post because it's like, ugh, I just it's not worth it. Yeah, probably boring. Coach. But how, how do you become a how do you become a mod? Do you have to open the sub the 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 subreddit, or do you get so promoted? So if you somehow? start the subreddit, you if you start the sub, you would be a moderator. I literally. I mean, I think I mentioned this maybe before, but I don't think you were on the first call, John. Basically, I sent Mark. The uh, the Lebertard hat uh, or the Miami hat on top of the snoo and said, "Hey, you want to?" He's like, "I love it." I'm like, "Hey, if you want help with flares or CSS or designs, I'm in." And he said, "Sure." And he added me, and you know, that was that. Rest is history. For 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 those who don't know, what's CSS? Cascading style sheets. It's a thing that means colors and other attributes to web pages. I still don't know what it means. That's okay. <laughs> cool. That was so, great. So, coach. Go ahead. Hey, coach. I uh, I kind of have a confession to make. Um, you were my 69th follow, and I immediately unfollowed you just for the joke. Nice. So I apologize. Um, once we get off of the Zoom, 
you're going to get a follow back. All right. No, that's all right. You, um, you actually sent me a DM if I'm not mistaken, based, I had to swipe to see, did you send me a DM about it or am I just that mistaken? Yeah, no, that, that was, that was absolutely me. Yeah. Swipe right or left. So I'll send you a free <laughs> stupid hat that honestly, whoever still got seven nineties, like whoever that other random guy is, that sells merchandise. Y'all are, Jesus Christ, I've paid stupid amount of money just to send people random. This is one of his shirts right here. <laughs> this is why my wife is downstairs while I sit there. But, <laughs> no, no, she knows nothing about this. The hats are actually hidden under my desk in, uh, in his office. <laughs> I lied. My Stugats are so strong. I said they shipped out today. They're shipping out Monday. I haven't even put it in the box yet. <laughs> Man, that sounds like like uh, some people right, have coach, to hide. Just been followed back. Some people have to hide their like gambling addiction, or they're cheating on their significant other, or you know, drugs or alcohol. And you have you're sending out secret hats, dude. Like, all right, so is, is there a check E for all of the above? <laughs> Man, like, what does this show do to our brain that makes us do this shit? I don't understand. It's like heroin straight to the face, man. It is straight to the face. You couldn't have said it better. Creating this Twitter account was the worst thing I've ever done in my personal life. <laughs> it's so stupid. When Adam followed me, like I thought I was going to blow up and be a rock star, and I still work in insurance, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying to get Twitter famous. Yeah. Do any of your coworkers share your love of uh, Aussie football? Yeah, all of them. Um, well, no, most, not not to the extent that I do, but most of them. Like in Melbourne, everyone sort of cares. Like there was, I think the, the Thursday night game that was terrible that my team played in was like the highest rated game in 10 years or something on on a Thursday night or, on, or like on any, any night, I think. Yeah, like everybody likes it here. That's awesome. So, so that reminds me, um, weren't you supposed to, uh, I guess, tell us the difference between Aussie rules football and rugby? Oh, they're, well, they're nothing alike. Um, you have to have a neck to play Aussie rules football, whereas you can just be a Neanderthal to play. <laughs> and you don't have to wow. have any coming out, just, Coming out hot. Yeah, as long as you built like a brick shit house, um, you can play rugby. And that's how, that's all they are. Is morons. Um, there's no skill to that game. Wow. You literally was, just run and throw it backwards. That's it. All you do. I was actually su- I was surprised that there weren't more people on the chat that are familiar with Australian rules football because, of course, I'm a little bit older, but ESPN used to run the heck out of it years ago. And it is a, it is a really fun and interesting game. The one question I have for you, Morgan, is I know that when they're running with the ball, they got to bounce it every so often. How often do they have to bounce the ball when they're running with it? Um, 15. You can't run more than 15 meters without bouncing it or touching it on the ground. Yeah, if you've never watched it, it's a heck of a sport to watch. It is really entertaining. It's almost like um, it's it's soccer. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a hybrid of a lot of things, but you got to be real athletic to do it. And I know that yeah. there was an Australian rules uh, – football player that came and played football at the University of Georgia, I think back in the 90s. Yeah, well, there's one that got drafted by the Lions this year, the kicker, Aaron, Aaron Sipos yeah. by Detroit. Um, like Ben Graham's played and 
few others have played that came from AFL. But um, and like we, my team has the guy that played for Oklahoma State, maybe in basketball. He's from Texas. Are um, there any forward passes? Oh, not in rugby. You're not allowed to pass it forward, but in no, I mean in Australian rules football. Yeah, you kick it. You don't throw it. Oh, okay. Because because you shouldn't name a sport football if you throw it. That's dumb. <laughs> and you Man, put a real dude. ball. If you're Morgan throwing is, a ball, Morgan is taking a flamethrower to all sorts of stuff right now. Sorry, guys. That's called handball. And <laughs> no, Dominique, you couldn't play it. <laughs> wow. What do you think of New Zealand uh, having fans? I hate New Zealand. The whole place. <laughs> Dang. Except their prime minister, she's really wonderful. Um, yeah, they they also uh, just beat the hell out of COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah, can I go so, there? Can I just um, if I, I can't can... go there, you can't go there. Oh man, and we've got hardly any. Um, but yeah, they've they've smashed it. But nobody goes there. That's why they all leave there and come here with their fucking corona. <laughs> they do. You really feel? Like they, they, they're like, oh, New Zealand's best. I'm like, awesome. Why are you here? Like, <laughs> it's not like they're, they're not disadvantaged. They're not seeking refuge. They're just annoying. Like Honestly, annoying, annoying little brother. So it's it sounds kind of like, like between states almost. That's what I was going to say. Like people uh, oh. coming down to the south and then talking about how great the north is. Yeah. Very rarely do people oh, born no. in the south move up north. Oh, no, no, my my feelings are irrational. No one else feels like this. Um, but we have that, like, between states. Like, I live in Victoria, which is the greatest state on earth. Um, and <laughs> the, other, the other state we have a rivalry with is New South Wales, where Sydney is, and they're morons, absolute morons. Um, and, like, the fighting between us has been going on for so long that they built the capital of Australia, half, like, halfway between mm-hmm. us because they couldn't decide. So it's actually just a nothing place that was created, Canberra. No one lives there. They just put parliament there and there's a lake. That's it. Um, huh. Melbourne and Sydney couldn't be separated as to which one should be the capital. But, like, they've got a, a really pretty harbour and a bridge. I guess that's cool if, if you like. Where's <laughs> the best house? Um, Oh, they've got nice beaches close to the city. Um, nicer than us, we're, but we're in a bay, whereas they're on the ocean. Um, but we have like, we have a better culture. We have better food. We attend sport, whereas they don't. I don't know what they do. They're weird humans. <laughs> like it, it doesn't even matter that they don't have crowds at the rugby because no one went to start with. So it's like, who cares? And like they've put cardboard people in the stands, but they made them pay twenty two dollars. I'm like, they didn't pay to attend to start with because no one came. Whereas, like, my team just put us in there for free. Anyway, it's a stupid sport. They're stupid people and they should stay, like, isolated in that little state. I'm not going to lie. I could I could listen to Morgan complain about things, I think, I could for complain hours. For days. You, you, <laughs> you've never heard any of these complaints and you'll listen. Whereas other people are like, shut up. I'm trying to think of what two states hate each other that much. 
Oh, well, two man. cities would be New York and Boston. Oh, yeah. Uh, those two yeah. cities just yeah. do but not that's get what along. It's like. Sydney and Melbourne. But except, I don't know, from the outside, like New York and Boston, they're kind of like, they both seem like the same kind of people, like just. Well, they are. They're yeah. both. We're yeah, nothing like Boston folk. And Boston folk are nothing thing. like New York folk. It's totally oh God! Different. Here, here it goes. That, here that it goes. sounds like something a, a New Yorker. Would. Best people in the world, so of course we're not. Or a Bostonian. Boston. Mm, see, I'm a Celtics fan, so I, I'm I'm gonna lean more Boston. But um, no, I, like they're nothing like us. Those people with the pretty bridge and whatever boats. They're opera house. I, Oh, yeah. Who goes to the opera house? Nobody likes opera. That's not something to brag about. That's stupid. It makes for nice pictures for postcards. That's it. Who sends postcards? It's 2020. Oh, whatever. They didn't build it for 2020. They built it for, you know, 1970. No. The traffic is that bad that nothing can move over that bridge anyway. So everything is useless. Opera houses and bridges. And... Now they've got corona, they can't go to the beach. So your whole state sucks. <laughs> wow. I have wow. a picture in front of that, um, in front of that opera house. <laughs> Flamethrower. Flame I guess, I guess another close comparison would be California and Texas. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I, I, I live out here in, uh, in Texas, just north of Dallas. And there is just an influx of people coming from California um, because the Toyota plant is moved, they moved their operations from California out here to Frisco, Texas, and there is not a single person here uh, in North Texas that can stand anybody from California. <laughs> I think they just might not like people from the coast. I believe I was mistaken for a Californian when I was um, on a camping trip across the states. And I was just asking a group of people of what there is to do. And I guess my y'all wasn't authentic enough for them. And they told me to go back out West. And I was just like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Cool. You you know what I think, you know what I think the best example in the States is probably Florida and the rest of the country. (laughs) Oh, but that, that's weird. Like, I, I think I, 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 weird. I was going to say South Florida and the rest of Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, like South Florida can join us, but like the panhandle region of Florida, like down through like Orlando. Southern and, Alabama. Yeah, no like Alabama. South, yeah, South Georgia. I mean, uh, yeah, South yeah. Georgia. It's like, oh, the, like that's y- y'all know the section of Florida that I'm talking about. It's that area. And then it's the rest of the country looking at that area going, what the shit is happening there yeah, like, that, all the time. It's, it's, it's the, bugs any, the bugs burning anything called Nebraska, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's where we send our old people when they get, uh, when they get out of whack, we send them to Florida. That's true. To That's the village. true. <laughs> and, and rich people, rich people come down here for the, uh, tax, shelters and, and, and massages yeah isn't that weird uh yeah but i think they have those just about anywhere transition <laughs> didn't robert Kraft just go there for a massage yeah wait are you saying like a massage oh that yeah i think she means saying. like a massage like you know? a like like yeah. extras extra baby baby 
Happy endings. I'm so. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. Barrett, will you do? Uh, tell us about Florida Man, your your buddy. Oh, Lane Pittman. Yeah, the guy that was out in the hurricane or whatever. Man, Lane is—he's a beast. He graduated, I think, three years ahead of me. And this dude, he grows his hair down to his ass and then donates it. And that's the only kind of way that he has his hair is totally shaved or all the way down. And he is just so well known around the beaches. This man on the 4th of July was out jamming and playing the national anthem and all of the beach bars like crowd around him. And he ended up getting arrested for almost starting a riot. I don't think he was actually taken downtown, but he was detained and the situation was, you know, dispersed. This was four or five years ago. And then like what you were talking about, Mike Ryan fan account, when Hurricane Matthew came through, it did a good amount of damage to the St. Augustine and South Florida or South Jacksonville area. And this man was just out there, shirtless, taking on the hurricane like most Floridians do. We don't really evacuate too much, ask the group. So I feel like a big part of this is we're all getting to know each other a little bit more. So I want to know what were y'all's childhood dream jobs? Hmm. And I can go first so that you guys don't, you know, so you have time to think. I really thought I was going to be an actor all through middle and high school. I acted on stage and I even studied it through my first, I have a very similar college track to Chris. I'm a seventh year junior right now, just going back. But my first four ish five years or so to get the AA was studying theater and yeah, I am not wanting to be an actor anymore, but that was the dream. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I wanted to be Magnum PI. <laughs> and um, I can go into why. Uh, so uh, every week, Magnum PI was uh, flying around in helicopters and solving crimes and um, uh, saying hello to the ladies, uh, driving uh, a Ferrari. It was for me, my, oh, and all this in Hawaii. Um, And the guy could basically do no wrong. He played, like, he played volleyball. He did, his best friend ran, like, the best club in Hawaii. John, John, that does not count. Magnum P.I., Magnum P.I. is not a job. Magnum P.I. is a dude. No, no, Magnum personal investor, private investigator. I support you. John, I support you. I can't you say I want to be Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> no. Be, be being, being a PI, it, John, <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I, I completely agree with you 100%. Uh, Tom Selleck was the man. He was amazing. All right. Yeah. So I've got a really crappy one. So I was a big Georgetown basketball fan growing up. Georgetown's a college, in case you're not sure, Morgan. But uh, I, they. Okay, well, I just – so their coach was John Thompson, and their team was all black, but they always had the token white kid. And I grew up wanting to be the token white kid on the Georgetown basketball team, and I'm not even joking about it. 
Now, mind you, I'm 5'9", 5'10". I've got no chance. I'm decent at basketball, but I have no chance. But growing up, I wanted to be the token white kid on Georgetown. Because I just thought that would be like... kid right now, Max something. He's awesome. He really is. So that was my that was my job that was my thought growing up. Now obviously that was not a job, but that's what I wanted to be when I was young. I wanted to be the white kid, the one white kid on Georgetown basketball who played two minutes a game, maybe if they were lucky. The token white guy. I like it. So I really, really identify with uh, Tom Kirchin. Um I wanted to be a baseball statistician growing up. Um I could tell you probably every single World Series winner since like 1975 um, when he was talking about uh, knowing the home run leader by last name. I can probably tell you that still to this day. Yeah, that's that's all I wanted to do was was baseball, baseball stats. Um, Yeah. Would you cut out the box scores? Um, What I would do is. I would. Do you guys remember that old Nintendo game, RBI Baseball? Do 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 do. We may we may have to edit that part out because I don't know if we can get the clearance for that. But I would let the computer play against the computer and just take stats based on all of that. And then I my second gig was I would actually do play by play in an old tape recorder of those games as well. Uh, I have no idea where they are, but uh, that that was my dream job was to be either Vin Scully or be a baseball statistician. You know, that's uh, that's right along the lines where I am. I used to do the same thing. Uh, I, I don't have any tapes of it. My brother and I, we would watch games on TV and call play by play into the, you know, into a into a recorder. Um, and again, I always wanted to be in I always want to be broadcasting somehow. And turns out that I am. You know, the first year I did uh, local high school football was uh, 1999, and Cartersville won a state championship. Had a running back by the name of Ronnie Brown that y'all probably know. And uh, that was his senior year. And then I've been doing it now. This uh, I've been doing it for 20 years now. And uh, Trevor Lawrence was the quarterback here. I called every high school f- game that kid ever played in for the most part. So Sunshine. Um, kind of kind of living the dream job. It's a real shame that he lost his last game. <laughs> Can't win them all. He can, but he didn't. Um, I, I just wanted to do jobs that, like, women didn't do when I was little. So, like, I wanted to be the prime minister because there had never been a female one, and I wanted to be, like, a sports commentator because there was none of those. Like, I just wanted to do what the boys were doing um, just because I, I knew it would annoy them that I was there. But, um, yeah. Didn't really work out. I'm probably too opinionated to be a politician. I'm not driving a Ferrari, so. <laughs> and I work backstage of a theater. It's okay. And this is the only mic I'm sitting behind. But way to go, Mayor. When I was real young, I wanted to be a magician. Real young. Ooh. Did you go to magic camp? No, but I went to uh, an overnight camp and I... Uh, what got me started is learning at an overnight camp some really good sleight of hand card tricks, and that got me into it. It helps me sometimes on the poker table too. <laughs> my my I kids just, went to I magic camp. My chips around. Jeff, what did you want to be? Hello, all. Is this hey, thing Jeff. working? Hello. 
so I, <laughs> I uh, didn't really know what the hell I wanted to be. So I just kind of went to uh, school for a business degree. And I don't want this to get heavy. I got cancer when I was 19. And I started working at a pot dispensary. And I got really into all that shit. And that's ended up being why I went to law school. Because I was like, this legal situation is BS. And I'm going to try to fix it. So that's kind of how that all went down. I don't think you can start any sentence with, I don't want this to be heavy, but I got cancer. Like, but in all fairness, it was, it was, it was like as minor of a form as possible. And now I have one nut and people make fun of me about that a lot. And I encourage y'all to do that. So please do. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Was your favorite like- card game going up? Uno. <laughs> hey, Wow. Well, don't worry about it. Um, my wife has both of mine, so. In so. <laughs> <laughs> a little jar on her desk. So I don't know where she keeps them. She hides them from. Yeah. Less for you to carry around. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dog has just heard me talking to you guys and has just jumped on top of me. Oh, is it Finny? Show us. Or I don't believe you. Yeah. My my freaking camera won't work. I don't know what the problem oh, see, is. Another fighting Get it to bark. I want to. I want to like snip out a dog barking on the pod. That'd be hilarious. Everyone's got a dog that no one can see. Oh, like, you want? Uh, ask Debra. She's obsessed with my dog. Come here. I don't have a dog here, but I have a cat. But he's not outside. Um, and I named him after like the worst football player to play for my football team, because. I thought that was a nice thing to do. Drew Brees? Uh-huh. No, my 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 Australian football team. Yeah, I know. So his name's Jesse White the Cat. That's like his official name. And so like when I registered him, I registered him as Jesse White. Because he has a full name. That, that, that's not my name, but that's the football player's name. So because the cat's black and white and that's my football team, so I named him after the worst football player we had. Why didn't you hyphenate it? I think you might be our biggest sports fan. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. But, like, I like a lot of sports, but I love AFL. Just keeping it reined in because I don't want to be blocked. Why? I don't know. I feel like I've got some hot takes about Gator fans. and Gator fans? Let it. it out. Let it out. Oh, man. Come on. They <laughs> suck. They're the worst. <laughs> That's all right. Izzy's not on this chat, so you're good. This is like Ari, Ari Luani, 10 7. You think Grace, so? Graceland just walked in. <laughs> she did. Who else is super excited about Reggie Bush being welcomed home? Huh? Huh? Just me? Okay. A time. So, where's he being welcomed back to? USC? Yeah. Correct. After so you many years, they let back? him come back and he paid his penance. So, he was like, Doing some commentary last year, and now they're gonna like fully welcome him back or whatever. Man, I got a terrible story about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good story, but it's a terrible story about that SC Texas game. I was about, I had just got accepted to USC, and my jackass buddy, after 
uh, this happened. Keep in mind, we're in Southern California. He doesn't give a shit about Texas. So he decides to pull up in front of my parents' house and blast a Texas fight song and drive up and down the street in front of my house, um, waving a cowboy hat outside the window. And I was so pissed off and I was so livid at the damn game. And I had happened to like recently have acquired a gas powered airsoft gun. And I hit it behind me and I walked outside and I like pretended like I was going to talk to him. I just shot him in the side of the neck with my airsoft gun. It was so bad. (laughs) Do you have too much money in your bank account? Are far too many Zappos boxes showing up on your front porch? Tired of sending your daughters to overpriced sleepaway camps? We have the financial podcast just for you. Each week on Stew Poverty, we show you how to shrink that 529 plan you started for your child's college education with a variety of pyramid schemes, poor choices in business ventures, and 18 parlays that keep you up to 3 a.m. hoping the Rainbow Warriors cover. Learn the fine art of the phone book cold call. Learn how to sabotage genuinely good business endeavors through procrastination, laziness, and terrible negotiation skills. Learn how to hit your wagon to far more intelligent and hardworking coworkers, yet somehow climb the corporate ladder faster. Subscribe to Stew Poverty now for less than a dollar a day at just $35.99 a month, wherever podcasts are free. Then unsubscribe and resubscribe again for only $35.99. Stew Poverty! Is that stimulus check still burning a hole in your pocket? Then come on down to Nero's Casino and Resort. We have high-stakes action that is literally on fire. Why not try your luck at our brand new Mavis Tables? If fantasy food drafts are more to your taste, check out our daily cholesterol wagering room powered by Fat Kings. Don't forget to try any of our five-star desserts all served flambe by our fiddle-playing waitstaff. So when the nights are hot, you know they'll get even hotter only at Nero's Casino and Resort.